Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back and thanks so much for tuning in to The Kelly Roach Show. Today we are exploring and unpacking four invisible ways that you are losing money in your business, what to do about it, and how to change it right away. We're continuing our theme of innovation because innovation saves businesses. Innovation drives the economy and innovation can be the key to growing faster with less effort without spending any more money in your business. So I want to start off with one of the biggest invisible money leaks that almost all businesses are experiencing. And it's something that unless you put an eye on it once a quarter, a couple times a year, it will continue to grow and compound and actually can destroy your profit margins. Now, number one, who here can tell me how much inflation has increased the average spend of an everyday person in our country. Inflation has gone up massively over the last couple of years. Now, here's the interesting thing. Because it's become a harder climate, most entrepreneurs have not increased their prices. So what does that mean? If you do the math on that, If your expenses as a business have risen coinciding with the inflation, which they absolutely have, we all know, uh, we're paying more for healthcare, we're paying more for the services that we use, we're paying more to vendors, we're paying more for our employees, right? All of our expenses and costs have continued to go up. In a normal environment, you know, we speak often and loudly about the importance of doing price increases. But over the last couple of years, most haven't even considered doing a price increase because they're struggling to make sales. Their launches are performing at a lower level. They haven't seen the the kind of growth that they want to see. Now, here's a counter to that, right? You have to remember that the most underserved market is always the highest tier, right? So we know that the most competition is down at the bottom. There's lots and lots of buyers down at the bottom, and there is a million different commoditized service providers at the bottom. However, when you start climbing into services that target high multiple six figures, seven figures, eight figures, and you could apply this to any industry. Let's say we were talking about jewelry. Your competition is going to be down at the bottom with everyday um, costume jewelry, right? Whereas there's less and less competition as you climb the, the you know scaffolding up into the luxury world, right? You could apply this to any industry that you think about. Now, I'm not going to advise as a broad stroke that every person listening to this podcast go out and increase your prices. For some of you, that's the last thing that you need to do right now. And one of the best ways to do a litmus test on whether or not it makes sense to increase your prices is to really look at the results that your customers are getting. If your customers are getting substantially outsized results when that's measured against the investment that they are making and the return that they are getting, then that means that you are in the sweet spot or the safe zone to do a price increase. 
If your customers are struggling to get results or barely getting results, or you're struggling to help them to get results in this new uh, market that we're in, I definitely would not recommend a price increase, okay? But, but here's what I would recommend. For all business owners everywhere, we forget that in our market, we are tending to lean into wherever our comfort zone is of what people have bought in the past or what we have made our primary offer or what has been our bestseller. And many of you have a higher tier, but you've never really leaned into launching it or you've never really leaned into hardcore promoting it. And for a lot of you, you don't need to necessarily go and increase your prices, but you do need to look at what is the balance of how you're making sure that if you're not going to increase your prices, that you're not allowing inflation to completely destroy and for some of you, eliminate your profits altogether. When you're talking about a profit margin of, let's say, 35 to 45%, which is average for a well-run business in a service industry, and when you talk about inflation being up 40%, if your costs have all risen in alignment with the inflation of the economy, then you're going to be in a really sticky situation as far as keeping your business profitable. So a couple alternatives that you can think about. Number one, if you're getting outsized returns for your customers, you can consider doing a price increase. Number two, if you're not getting outsized returns in that product, service, or program and you can't increase it right now, you want to work on innovating within the delivery of that product, rearranging pieces, enhancing onboarding, shortening the time to the win, and getting the customer that outsized return. If you're looking for alternatives for how you kind of fill this gap of the fact that inflation is going up, your costs are going up, and yet, and yet you're not increasing your prices, you may need to think about how frequently and how consistently you're bringing your higher tier products, programs, and services to the market. You may need to lean into really sharing more consistently that higher tier offer so that you switch the mix of business and start shifting from, you know, 80% your lower tier, 20% your higher tier to maybe 70 or 60% your lower tier and 30 or 40% your higher tier. So simply shifting slightly your mix of business can be a game changer. The other thing that can dramatically affect this is increasing your retention and renewal rates. For many small businesses, they are struggling right now because they're not bringing in new customers as fast as they need to be, and yet they're still having significant churn on the back end. Now, when you're in hyper growth, you're typically very, very focused on the front end customer acquisition and then simply servicing all the new business that you're getting, which means that those of you that are listening to the show that had a season of hyper growth in previous years you probably were not putting as much attention and focus on the back-end renewals and retentions and upsells as you could have been. Simply shifting more focus into retention, renewals, and upsells can dramatically increase your profit margins because it is seven times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to make a sale from an existing one. I want you to hear that again. It is seven times more expensive to make a sale to a new customer than it is to make an existing one. Now, for a lot of you that have been in hyper growth, you may need to really look at what is the special offer that you're making to people to renew. Do you have an alumni program? Do you have an upsell? 
Is there a loyalty package for people to renew in place? What are the incentives or the enhancements that people get when they stay for year two? Where do you have a place in your ecosystem for them to go next that coincides, right? Some of you may need to create a maintenance package. Some of you may need to create a loyalty or an alumni offer, but that money can stack up really, really quickly and it can counteract your increased costs with inflation and with the the changes to the market. So these are the little behind the scenes things that like just a power of listening to this show and then going and making a decision about how you're going to start closing these little profit leaks, they can add up to tens of thousands of dollars in your business. And I say this on the show all the time, but people think scale is about customer acquisition. It is not. You have to dial in scaled up customer acquisition in order to scale. That is one component. But it is a marriage between customer acquisition and retention that allows you to scale because if your churn rate outpaces your acquisition rate, you cannot scale. It's do not pass go. You are shut down and there is nothing you can do to grow. And for a lot of businesses, because the first time they go through hyper growth, they're just learning through the process of acquiring mass amounts of customers and then figuring out how to service them well. They're not putting enough energy or thought into that at that time, which is totally understandable because you're in the process of acquiring and serving. But now for those of you that have had hyper growth, you got to a certain level. Now you've established that new baseline that you want to be at the business. Now it's time for you to really look at, okay, now let's talk about what's happening inside and, um, you know, as the continuum that is going to allow you to plug those holes. Okay. Retention, renewals, upsells, uh, referrals. These are the things that are huge money makers that most people don't think twice about. And then they go out and they're trying to spend more money on funnels and add in new strategies and do more content and keep adding more and more and more things to the business. And all that does is it keeps bringing people in the front end that are going right back out the back end and you can never keep up with the churn rate. So think deeply about that, but understand that inflation is real and understand that you have to make definitive decisions in your business about how you're going to counteract that. You can rearrange the pieces, you can slow the churn, you can do a price increase, you can lean into how much your selling of your premium products versus your mid-tier products. There's a thousand ways to solve this equation, but don't let inflation kill your profit margins. Okay, that is number one. Number two, the second biggest thing is team time that is spent unproductively. It would blow your mind if you knew the number of man hours that you are paying team for that are not necessary, not productive, and have nothing to do with the goals that you're trying to achieve right now. How does this happen? They start working on a report that you need for something. They send it for a while. You're using it. Then you're no longer using it anymore. They're still creating the report and that's an hour a week. You're having them start on, you know, doing this one thing on social media, but then you have another way to accomplish that same thing. They're still doing that thing, but you have another tool that can do that for them. You're doing something manually. Now you have a tool that can do that automated, but that connection hasn't been made between operations and marketing as to how you can take that manual task and flip it to automate it. There are countless hours being spent in your business every single day on things that you can automate 
on things that you can completely get rid of and you don't even know what's going on. So what do you do about this? The first thing that you do is you do a time audit with your team and you need to understand where their hours are going. The most eye-opening thing that is going to happen is you're going to realize how little time is being spent on profit-producing activities and how much time is being spent on things that you don't need them doing at all. So they're going to be relieved and you're going to be relieved and you're going to see your margins grow, okay? Again, as the leader, as the CEO, as the vice president, as the president, as the director, you have to be responsible for auditing how your team is spending their time and making sure that you're dialing it into the things that matter most, simplifying it down to the priorities that are going to move the needle, and that everyone is aligned around growing the bottom line. Okay, so we talked about inflation. We talked about wasted team time. Let's talk about wasted marketing dollars. This is one of the ones that makes me absolutely insane because entrepreneurs are obsessed with lead generation. Everyone you talk to thinks they need more leads, more advertising dollars, more human beings to sell to. And everyone thinks that if they just had enough leads and they just had more people to sell to, their business would grow. False. Most of you have enough leads and enough access to people in your ecosystem today to grow your business for the next three years. That is the truth. It applies to me too, okay? But let me tell you something. We like to do what we like to do. It's faster and easier in our brains to wrap our heads around spending more money on advertising and generating leads than it is to look at the fact that, oh, our conversion rate on the landing page is only 30%. Let's get it to 50. It's only at 50%. Let's get it to 80. That's skillful. It's thoughtful. But that's the kind of thing that could cut your lead cost in half. Another big waste I see, people run ads. Run ads to a Facebook group. Do a big launch. They're doing lead gen for a conversion event. They do the conversion event. Conversion event is over. Let the leads go cold. Don't don't follow up with the leads. Don't do anything to manage the group. Let everybody kind of just go off, you know, they're in their separate ways. And then six weeks later, you're in a complete panic looking to generate new leads for your launch again because you let all your leads go cold that you just generated six weeks ago because you did not follow a process. You did not create a continuum of relationship building. If I had a dollar for every entrepreneur that every launch that they do or every conversion event or every time they go to make sales, it's like they're starting over, right? I would own islands everywhere, like entire continents, right? This is what we do. We do the thing that seems easiest that we can wrap our head around. It's easier to say, let's go get a thousand new leads uh, than it is to say, oh, wait, we have 5,000 leads, 10,000 leads, 15,000 leads in this Facebook group. Let's look at why are we dropping the ball on the engagement of these leads? Why are we letting all these relationships through, slip through the cracks from one launch to the next when we know for a fact that people typically buy in launch two or three? Now, whether you launch or not, this applies to you, right? It doesn't matter whether it's someone who applied for a consult but didn't buy or someone that bought from you two years ago that you haven't stayed in touch with. This could apply to absolutely any area of the business when you look at a marketing uh, effectiveness, okay? When we look at marketing effectiveness, so many times business owners look at it through the lens of lead generation and lead generation alone. But then they are not being a good steward of the leads that they already have. One of the easiest ways to improve your profit margins 
and to drive the growth of your business quickly and easily and to stop losing money on marketing is to do a better job managing what happens after that initial attraction. Most businesses attract leads every single day, new followers on social, new members of their Facebook group, new opt-ins to their list. And yet, business owners are still frantically scrambling saying, I can't get a lead, I can't get a consult, I can't get a sale. Not true. You are not being a good steward of the leads that you already have, okay? We could go through any area of the business from paying credit card fees because you're not managing your cash balance the right way and you're paying interest fees that you don't need to be. Not doing follow-up on card declines and letting that money roll, right? How many businesses lose money uh, in any given month because they simply didn't collect on the money that they were owed, right? So I really want you all to think about the idea of innovation in your businesses because innovation can be as simple as one little process change in one area of the business that you're going to implement starting today after listening to this episode that can move the needle. And when we're talking about a service-based business at the 35 to 45% margin on your bottom line, these things that we're talking about on the show today can be the make or break. If your profit margins are down at 10%, I just gave you ideas in this one episode that could get them back over 35%. But it's action with intent. Action with intent. And so if you can be decisive, find the biggest money leaks in your business, pick three or four areas that you're going to absolutely nail and take a, a hard look at and monetize, you can see your margins come up very, very quickly from the inside out without spending another dime in your business. So if you like the idea of innovation, you want to get more of this thinking in your realm. You want to meet other awesome leaders and entrepreneurs. I want you to join the Innovation Lab. This is going to be a five-day event where myself and Danielle and Ty are going to walk you through how to think like an innovator. It's going to help you drive up your margins. You're going to learn how to monetize communities. You're going to learn how to think differently so that you can innovate to elevate in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word on Instagram, advance. And when you do, I will send you an invite. So I'm gonna put all the details down in the show notes below this episode as well. But I wanna make sure you understand that you have way more power and influence over the margins of your business than you realize. And there are simple things that you can do starting the moment that you end listening to this podcast to improve your margins starting today. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you back here next time. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.